You're listening to Can I Help You with the Love Master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Welcome to our next podcast. I love podcasts now because I used to be in a room with all the even at cameras, with a network, and we had microphones and co-hosts and producers, and right now we have me the tech tard and please don't get on me for saying the word tard that is a musical term for slow i am slow in the tech world i didn't know that you didn't know that no i didn't introduce you yet i know but i'm not professional so i just jumped out <laughs> <right> in <laughs> who is this that's in the room right here yeah so i'm actually lying down one of my favorite positions i especially want to lie down today because i've had a very long day and i say long day i don't mean like they added an hour in the day like there was uh 26 hours or 27 hours in the day i had a long day exhausting because just worked really hard at doing things that were kind of outside my lane you know, it wasn't just doing stand-up or writing. It was producing a movie, two movies, and other things, and just all the things you need to do. And I'm lying down on the couch now, and I said, I'm going to do a podcast this episode with my wife. It's called Can I Help You, but she's probably not the best guest for that. Because <laughs> there's a lot of you have to hold the microphone up to. I can help you with the microphone. That much I do know. Hold it up to your. I mouth. think I think the listen, listeners should know that you're laying down with the microphone, basically laying on your chest. Yeah. Yeah. So just oh, to paint actually, the you picture, you actually like I'm laying on my chest. No, the microphone. No, the microphone is laying on your chest. Yes, the way it was worded, it sounded like I was laying on my chest because no one could sound like this if you're laying on your chest because then I would be smothered by a pillow. Right? I guess. Okay. It's too late at night to understand all that. Yeah, it is late at night. And you have your tea, and you've got a blanket around your shoulder. And my pajamas. And we're uh, we're not spooning. We're, I don't even know what kind of position we're in right now. But, it's uh, called, Craig has most of the couch, and I, I have a sliver. That's what it's I, called. I gave you a little sliver. <laughs> I, it's, I am in one of those moods where I feel like I deserve the reclining position. I'm... I'm yeah, you worked really hard today. Mondo horizontal. And, well, Mika, Mika Sagawa, always known, also known, not always known, but... <laughs> I haven't been called that in a long time. Really? Yeah. You haven't called by your last name? Well, my last name's Shoemaker, so... No, I mean your old, your former last name. You haven't... No, who would call me that here? Actually, if you, if I call people, I don't know if you knew this, you call them by their maiden name. No, no. If I name. call people on the phone, it comes across that they'll go, Hello, Mika Sagawa. It's still registered for some reason. My phone is registered under your maiden name. Your cell phone is? Yes, it is. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I don't know how well, funny it is. Well, but, we but... opened the account when I was still Sagawa. Right. You... So shouldn't we take care of this at some point? I did like three down. times already. They're not listening to When you? we got married. Yeah. Yeah. Ten, ten years ago. What did they want? Some proof they're just idiots <laughs> <laughs> you mean the phone company yeah what is it at&t yeah 
Uh, they won't be a sponsor anyway. <laughs> so they they won't take it off. They refuse. No, they they're like then show me your marriage license, and I just fax it to them, and I like how about now? Isn't, isn't that amazing? And, we have a thing if you want to tell the listeners JJ's. Uh huh. We don't like JJ's. No. Don't say uh huh. Never say uh huh. Oh, say, sorry. <laughs> so, yes, indeed. Well, something. Well, I said. I said. Can you tell them what a JJ is? Oh. Because they don't know. I thought it. you were saying we have a thing called JJ's. Yes, and and we like to use that term for job justifiers. Yes. Can you explain what that is? And have you caught that onto the JJ? I came up with this term years ago. They drive I me only nuts. use it when. When you're with me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when I'm referring to what you're what's in your head because jj's don't bother me that much they don't not that much i mean if they got ridiculous yeah but for you know it takes a lot to annoy me in that department can you think of a time that we were together like one of my all-time jj's do you remember this it's it's probably the jersey shore trip when you were coming back with all the juice boxes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember that one. You don't? No. I don't you were like insisting that Jared was too young to go through, you know, security without some sort of juice box support. <laughs> but what do I do? I don't remember this. You know, because when we go to the Jersey Shore, right. we rent a house and we have to go grocery shopping and often we overbuy stuff. Right. And you don't like to leave things there. If well, you I'm, can anything pack I it. buy, I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to leave it anywhere except for in my belly. It's going to, yeah, I want to consume something that I bought. It's well, yeah, cons- yeah, yeah, consume later on in Los Angeles, basically, well, because yeah. we don't have enough time to consume, you know. So we had leftover juice we had, boxes. We had these juice boxes, probably like eight of them, okay. probably like eight juice boxes, and you stuffed it in your carry-on bag and. You know, you're How like, old was he if he's juice boxes? I, yeah, like three. Okay, so it's my. So, I so three box. is you know like and who stopped me? The security, the TSA. Yeah, yeah, they're like this is more than the allocated <laughs> amount. You're supposed to have three ounces, and I've got like you've got like ounces. you've got like eight juice boxes. Right. Okay. And you start arguing Did about like how. You know, he's, I don't know, hypoglycemic or something. <laughs> I'll make up anything. <laughs> You're just making it up. And this poor child, my poor child is going to really die of thirst. Like that kind of talk. I don't remember terrible. the specifics. I might be exaggerating. I don't know how you stay married to this. <laughs> the more stories I hear, that one I don't even remember. You don't remember? So I remember one from around the same time. Mm-hmm. We went to a... Uh, like it wasn't a hurricane harbor it was called like it was it was we were literally the first customers they ever had oh yeah was this it? was in like palm desert or yes. somewhere yeah yeah and we were it was they it was a grand opening uh-huh so it was JJ we were like the Central. first ones in there we were the first so ones there were airport. more jj lifeguards than there were customers yes yeah and we were the first we, we showed up mm-hmm. we were staying at the hotel it was like rolling rapids or whatever they called it and they had the lazy river and then the yep. water slides. It was a water park. Uh-huh. And I love water parks. The kids love water parks. And they had the JJ's walking. That was one of my all-time so upset with JJ's walking around. They they were equipped. They had a meeting in the morning. They said, here's how it's going to be. We're right. safety first. Uh-huh. But they, it, I understand safety first, but you're ridiculous. 
They were walking around a lazy river <laughs> with life preservers. Carrying, carrying their life preservers like they're machine guns exactly. or something. <laughs> like they were armed guards yeah. with the life preservers. Yeah. And they weren't those normal like circle life preservers you see in the Titanic movies. It was like it was like what like mini surfboards. Like, yeah, like, like they're the gonna like you know thick stick, floating stick yeah, or something. Like you're gonna they're in a float they're in a lazy river. And then they, they would and you float around the lazy river with these big life preservers actually, those big rafts, right? Like Ra- inner tubes. Inner tubes, yeah. that's right. And if you got out of it, yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, they would, they wouldn't let us get out of the inner tube. Couldn't tubes. get out of the lit- like inner for tube. a second, <laughs> even like- to change positions. If you want to go from sitting to like you know leading with the inner tube underneath your arms or something. Yeah, and so you had to like kind of get out of the inner tube in order to change your position. You only had like one shot. They're like, no, no, you can't do. It that. was like pulling your car up at the airport with more JJs. By the way, you have to be in and out. It's a ridiculous amount of time, and you. You can't stumble putting your bag in. It was like it was like that. It was like you couldn't even like have a moment of failure of getting in and out as soon as you could, and you had to get in and out at a certain point. They whistled you. They they admonished you. They put me in the penalty box, and I was livid. You hated that. Oh, I was. I called the I called the head guard. <laughs> he comes <laughs> over, and they always say those are the rules, and I always say. Rules. Well, I don't tell them rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> no, you don't say that. I don't that. say that, that way. <laughs> I say there's logic too. You have to be logical. You know, there's amendments even to the Constitution. You know, so whoever came up with this constitutional rules at the Rolling Rapids Water Park, wherever it was, you, you amend them, even though it was five minutes into the opening of the park. Yeah, I guess that's not the best time to I'm bring up amending rules. Yeah, I said, I, I said this is not fun. It's not. It's meant to be fun, not right. to have these Nazi guards going around and then oh, and then forget it. How about the, you know, when you get into the water slide and they have the person at the top and they have the one at the bottom that gives right the their timing. Right, they have yeah. this timing thing. Mm-hmm. They waited till you know you have to be clear, mm-hmm. clear. Right. They waited till the kid that went down the water slide till he went back to his room. <laughs> then they cleared him. <laughs> And I, that was one of my all-time JJs. I don't like them. And and you know that I don't. Even the, the beach tag people. Yeah, I, which you got to explain that because not every place has beach tag people. In the Jersey Shore is the only thing I like about the Jersey Shore. I mm-hmm. love Jersey Shore. But uh, they do, they charge you to go on to the beach. It's so basically already a, I have a admission fee. Yeah, and you have to wear a tag that you safety pin to your bathing suit. Showing that you've paid this yeah, fee. Yeah, so I'm already upset because they're putting holes in my new bathing suit because mm-hmm. I have to put the, okay. Yeah. But then you have to wear these tags, you know, like I'm bacon. So, did you hear that? I hear that. What was, That's that your you stomach. It is not. It's your stomach. That was my stomach? Could that you hear horrible. it through the microphone? I heard it through my head, <laughs> my headphones. Oh, you mean you have no headphones and you didn't even hear it? No, I heard your stomach. That's what I mean. You didn't. I heard it through my headphones. Okay, so the the microphone picked it up. Wow, is it that bad? I had a lot of nuts today. So just to describe and recap where we are, it's Craig Shoemaker at Can I Help You with Mika Shoemaker, our very special guest here. 
We are in our den where I watch television. Mika does now and then as she's doing uh, laundry. That sounded very sexist. As she's doing the laundry. <laughs> it's <laughs> like the 50s. Well, you know. I guess while well, you watch like, TV yeah, just to watch TV. Exactly. And I'm watching TV just because I'm doing laundry. And I'm not even picking up a sock. As a matter of fact, I'm the opposite. I put stuff on your table last night. We were going to do the podcast last night, and yes. you got irritated. I was very irritated because yes. I put the I have a machine, a podcast machine, and it was having feedback. So I put it on top of an article of clothing, and I unfolded it just one unfold. When right next to you was a big old pile of unfolded fabric <laughs> that you could have chosen to pad your machine. But no, you chose to pick one that I already folded. But it was but, but it was only one unfold, and I could just refold it very easily. But you were you were upset, and that was the end of that last night's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because when you refolded it, you refolded it wrong. I did. Yeah. It was only one fold. All I had to do was just flip it back. That's no. what I figured. I just flip it back. No, I have a specific way of folding clothes, and you know, I was shook. I remember the name of the person who. Who does this there's this I think she's Japanese American no I think she's Japanese Japanese yeah. um, but she's like this organizing sensation and she does this thing where she like revolutionizes the way you fold clothes and how you put it in do you drawers. follow this woman I don't follow this woman I don't mean like follow her like you know no I, I don't follow her on Instagram or anything like okay. that but some of my friends had mentioned like, oh, you think it's just about folding clothes, but it actually has changed, like, a big part of my life kind of thing. So I'm like, Wait okay, let's see. So there, so she's, what is she doing, origami clothing? Basically. Folding? Yeah, basically. It's kind Seriously? of like that. I mean, not decorative. So it's therapeutic. But she, no. It's kind of zen-like? No, origami is not really known for being therapeutic. It's more entertainment and fun stuff for kids. Really? But I thought that was a... I mean, I guess he could use it for therapeutic purposes, but... Um, I want you... Whatever this is, I like that. I want you to... I would like you to pursue that. It sounds like something's fascinating to you, not to me, but it sounds fascinating. I want you to pursue it because it might make you happier. Pursue what? The type of folding this is. I am trying to tell you that that was the fold that she describes and you did it wrong because it's a very I specific see. way it was yeah. oh that's what took you so long took me so long for what the folding was a long process no so it, it took me why. so long because we have three kids and, <laughs> and it was two gigantic loads well we have four kids but one well one's not living with us right, right now. so but and by the way that folding we just did burning. We did <laughs> basically. Home, we just burnt. <laughs> we went through his room. It looked like the set of Shameless. It was <laughs> unbelievable what he has been hiding ever since he's a kid. It was Remember? scary. Oh my god! The stuffing the papers in the in the in this in the desk every year that was the big thing. So uh, he's away. We're here. There's three of us: the three kids and us. I. The show is called "Can I Help You." Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Oh, sorry. I'm not supposed to say it. Mm-hmm. Or uh-huh. What am I supposed to say? Yes. Well, if I ask you a question, which I don't think there was a question. I said there's a show. This is the show. And you said, mm-hmm. You, that was an acknowledgement. That's okay. different. That's okay. Than, All right. Yeah. That's different than uh, what is folding. 
Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. So, <laughs> what's the folding called, by the way? I, 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 I wish I up. knew. So it, it's not like I actually read her book because she has a book on this. Oh, so you cliff noted it? Yeah. Yeah. We totally. used to call it the Evelyn Wood speed reading method when I grew up. You grew up in Japan. I grew up here. There's the Evelyn Wood speed reading, which I loved when I was a kid. Did did it actually work? Oh yeah. Really? I wonder why I read so fast. I can still Evelyn Wood it. Hmm. Yeah, wow. it, it's a it's a maybe maybe I'll teach you that. Yeah, I that's a skill. I tried. I tried to Evelyn pick up Wood. once or twice, and I just couldn't couldn't do it. Really? Well, you yeah. learned your language. This English is not your first language, right? It's that's an interesting question because technically, it is. However, it's not my native language. Okay, then how is it your first language? Because your mom... Because my mom's American. She spoke to me in English. She did? As an infant. Like right away? Yeah. Yeah, throughout my life, she would speak in English. And by the time, you know, so when I went to kindergarten, I was not very fluent in Japanese. So when you're born, you pick up language right away. But when you're a baby... With the, the basic baby language, mm-hmm. is it the same? Like, you know, you Google Gaga, you, is it still, or is it Lee Lee Gaga? That's a bad, bad, uh, racist, uh, racist impression of an Asian. I mean, what, I mean, it's the basics. Like, you know, like their first words are teta or mama. Yeah, it's, it's got to be the, the same. same. Yeah. Or basically. Mama son. <laughs> no, no, do, no, not Mama Sun. Why do I always, if I do Asian, I always have to make my voice higher. Mm-hmm. I guess there I aren't a lot of... I think most Asians do have higher voices. I guess there wouldn't be because they're the deeper voice. Tell me something, yeah, like to, I said, tell like me something I said, to say in Japanese and tell me if this sounds like a Japanese person. What? Tell me a, a word or a phrase. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to say something in Japanese? And yeah, and then I'll repeat it. Konnichiwa. Uh, konnichiwa. Is that, is, that, is that deeper than, than they would be saying over there? But see, yeah, if, you, I if so. I was just doing that, if I was doing an impression of someone from Japan, I'd go, no, they, ah, Not exactly, but yeah, the, the cadence, like the, you know, tonality of the voice is higher, typically. Yeah. Except for the guy that told me when we were at the wedding, I went to a wedding in Hiroshima, <laughs> your dad's wedding, and the guy kept staring at me, and he didn't know much English. And he goes, uh, uh, I, I, I'm doing an impression of a guy, so it's not racist. If I do an impression of someone, that's what's weird about if you do someone from another ethnic background, it sounds racist, but you're just doing their voice. I'm trying to picture him saying that because I know his voice, and it's not that low. So I'm wondering... I'm going to do it for you right now. Yeah. That's what he says to me. Yorukaraika James Bond. That's all right. You you look like a James Bond, and he goes, "You hard boiled." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember. And, and that's a compliment. Me, you know me with my sensitivity. I kept looking at you, going, "He's calling you hard boiled." <laughs> and it's a mean? compliment. And he kept staring at me, like rugged, handsome man. You're hard boiled. <laughs> I didn't know how to take that, but I, if you tell me it was a compliment, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. And then the conversation was interrupted because I had to go to the bathroom, but I had to go number two. Oh, and we're doing that story. We were staying, no. we were, we were Warning, we if were, you have <laughs> any sensitivity to bodily, you know, functions, don't listen to the next podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna, it's a story about sneezing. It's a bodily function. No. <laughs>
I'll tell it real quick. I was in this beautiful wedding of her dad, Mika's dad, and I said, I got to go to the bathroom. And then I go downstairs, and the I didn't realize this. What kind of a toilet is it? It's called a toilet. A washlet. Oh, washlet. He's <laughs> <laughs> a washlet. So, yeah, a washlet? That's what yeah. it is? Really? It's That's a toilet the... that washes. Oh, but I didn't know this. It's not like I said, I'm going to the bathroom, you say, watch out for the washlet. I didn't know they had a washlet. Oh, because you hadn't gone to the bathroom yet. Correct. Yeah, beautiful. this was at a hall that, you know, I've yeah, never been to. Beautiful this. hall overlooking Hiroshima. The, the the quartet is playing. Very English, by the way. Very American mm-hmm. feel to it, which was surprising because they had uh, Shinto. No, they had a Buddhist wedding or Shinto. Yeah, Shinto. Traditional yeah. Japanese Shinto. Wedding. Yeah, very traditional with the, the garb. And by the way, I, you know, no pun intended, I am big in Japan. Yep. I, I felt enormous, especially at the wedding and these, these wedding pictures with me and, you know, and I, I look big. Towering over everybody else. Yeah, it's yep. just a I'm 6'2", but I, it felt very strange. First time ever in Japan. So I had to go to the bathroom, I go down, and, they, and it was time to, you know, I had to go number two. Because, as fr- quite frankly, I didn't know you that well, and I would poop, and I would go, I'd poop in other homes before I would poop <laughs> around you. That's just my thing. And you, you, by the way, have been very open from the beginning about that, and I, I almost mm-hmm. didn't believe you. What Your do you policy. Mean? My policy, my open door policy. <laughs> yeah, open. <laughs> you know how people have an open door policy at their home. Mika has a bathroom open door policy, and I had to get used to that. It was, that was hard for me to understand. I grew up in a, a home where it was the exact opposite. It was uh-huh. embarrassment, can't right. talk about. If my mom was listening to this right now, well, she probably is because she stalks me. Doesn't speak to me, but she stalks me. She knows everything she that I say. She would have a heart attack. What's that? She would have a heart attack. Oh, my God. She, if, if we say right now, and she's listening... That that you how open you are with farting uh-huh. and uh, burping. Yep. Oh, today, jeez. <laughs> I have some good ones. I, but they're not good ones here in America. You <laughs> understand? You've been here more than half your life now, right? Yeah. No, burping yeah. not the thing. Yeah. You, have you ever seen you know something? Well, the, that's why I try not to do it in public, except for when it just sneaks up on me and I forget. I mean. It, the royal wedding when they're broadcasting it and here she comes with a beautiful gown oh before she says i do she let that <laughs> well, i'm not that bad oh it is bad it's really loud no no it's loud but i don't care but i wouldn't do it at our wedding sure you would i did not no. so there you go well maybe you didn't have any burps happening but you definitely would and you have no problem with letting the anyway i'm in the toilet or the wash lift and it's time to finish and I pressed a button because I thought these buttons I didn't know what they meant it to me it looks like you know those signs for the male and female uh-huh. or Nabisco you know the sign for Nabisco, Nabisco. Triscuits <laughs> it looked like I didn't I couldn't tell the difference right it's written in Japanese yeah don't know the characters yeah. I press a button all of a sudden shooting into my anus mm-hmm. is a is a shot of water like directly in and I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. god now part of me was going 
kind of enjoyable. So <laughs> really? Got, I never liked it. It's so weird to me. Well, because it was so different, it was just, you know, how many <laughs> times do I get a shot at this? You know, it, 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 so anyway, just, I was I was going, wait a minute, but now the toilet is filling up. So then I go, oh, I better press another button. I press another button, and this starts to wash the, the cheeks. So it's going around and around. It's washing the cheeks. I got one going here, one going there. Now the toilet is filling and filling. And now I press another one, and this has like a fan. So yeah. everything going. It air so dries you. There's water, there's fans. Everything's going off at once. And, and I was so embarrassed. I don't, I'm, this is where my mom stays with me. I cannot even go to the bathroom near people. And I don't want people to even know that I do that. Mm-hmm. Like there's no hole. <laughs> I walked like my whole life. I'm I never poop. Oh, you mean like you're a Ken doll? Yeah, I'm a Ken doll. Okay. Yeah, with with the front though. I have the front, <laughs> I have the front doll. Otherwise, I wouldn't have kids. So. Um, or be known for the being the love master. I was so then I pressed the final button and it was a it was an alarm. Was, <laughs> so now picture this. I I'm about to ask your dad for your hand in marriage. First meeting me, I was already nervous because he does people's horoscopes, mm-hmm. and he he judges whether you're supposed to be with me by my horoscope. By the way, did you know when you did that, you sent it to him my birthday? I looked up first what would pass. So what are you I talking ma- about? I made up my time of birth. But I never sent it to him. Oh, and I made it up. I thought I passed. I just no. I guess I just passed from meeting him. No, yeah, I asked him not to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, didn't didn't work for your brother-in-law. <laughs> poor They guy. didn't ask. Oh, really? So anyway, I'm now the toilet's filling. Now it's the alarms are going off. And there's my business is in the toilet, and I come out and it's three Japanese men, either there to save me from the alarm, or they're just in line for the toilet. So now I'm trying to come up with the. Japanese words for don't go in there. <laughs> so, and so they start bowing. I guess, what's the bowing thing? I mean, respect? Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, and I'm there, no bow. You're not going to respect this whatsoever. <laughs> That's an American, you know, thing going on in there. I don't know if the poop is bigger in America, but there it was. And they, so I said, no. And I'm trying to wave them off doing the universal symbol of safe, but but that's the thing. I'm like, oh wait, that baseball. That means safe. Love <laughs> right, baseball. Right. Like, no, no, no. Don't go in there. No. But I also need them to go in there because I, someone has to flush. And I thought it was based on like a laser, so I'm opening and closing the door <laughs> like a bullfighter. And it's nothing's working. Mm-hmm. It's just a nightmare. And I told them, please don't go in there. I hopefully they understood me. And I went into the wedding, and your brother was playing piano. Mm-hmm. And you're like, isn't this beautiful? I tiptoed over to you. And isn't this beautiful? He said, play this classical piano. I go, I have a problem. And I'm like, why can't it wait? (laughs) (laughs) can't wait. (laughs) And you accepted me anyway. I asked for your dad's hand in marriage, and you married me 10 years ago. After flushing your poop. After flushing my poop. (laughs) That's when I knew. (laughs) That's when I knew it was good. We were going to be okay. You went in there and you had no problem with it. You laughed. You laughed at me. Right. 
which is that was pretty funny. It happens sometimes in our marriage, and then there's sometimes when I'm folding the clothes wrong or you know taking over your territory. Mm-hmm. So the how can I help? This is what I'd like to bring up. How can I help you with a pet peeve? What are your top pet peeves? I know the easy one. I leave the refrigerator door open when I'm emptying the. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is they should have a term for this. I it it then kicks into my pet peeve of you shutting the door. Right. Isn't that interesting that my pet peeve engages your pet peeve and vice versa? Oh and it yeah. It is a chicken yeah. or the egg. That's true. While I'm getting eggs, by the way. Because you hate it when I like put away some like if there's a soy sauce out on the counter or something. And to me, it's just the soy sauce calling to me and saying, put me back in the fridge. No. Get my cap on. No, it's me. Because there's plenty of things going, you know, look, there's something on the floor from Chloe that could actually (laughs) hurt hurt my feet. But nobody (laughs) says, come on, pick me up. Let Craig trip on (laughs) it. Too many of those. I can't keep up with Chloe's mess. Yeah, see, that is because it's not, I think it's a thing. You have to admit it. I think it's a thing with me that that you have to you're compelled to clean up after me. So it's, what you're not saying with the soy sauce is I'm not done with the soy sauce. Right, and I so I'll turn around. I never think that you're still using it. I would never take it if I thought you were still using it. I look at it and I go, oh, this is something that needs to be in the fridge, and he's done with it. It's as so if I put I it have away a, for you. It's as if I have a prankster. Following a ghost prankster that goes, I turned the soy sauce was just here. I mean, you can't like wait until the whole meal's finished. Wait till I give a burp. <laughs> there, it's it's over. It's it's done. See, burp. to me, I can't do a meal when there's things that need to go in the fridge sitting out on the counter. But they, but it's still cold. It, it's only seconds. It's not seconds. If it's a meal, that's thirty minutes. No. No, I'm talking about when I'm making the meal, I want to put soy sauce on, more soy sauce on, and it's already back in the refrigerator. And then the door. It doesn't sit there for like an hour. No, of course it might. Sometimes (laughs) it does, but not at that time. So you got to wait till I'm finished and say, okay, he didn't clean up after himself. Then I'm all right with it. Okay. Yeah. So that's my pet peeve engaging your pet peeve. Do you have anything else I can help you with? That I can make a change. I think you have more what? awareness of my pet peeves than I do. I do? I think. That's just paranoid. Like, I couldn't even think of that pet peeve that you mentioned, the, you know, the refrigerator door. Well, how about the house door with the flies? Oh, yes. Yeah. Huge. I hate having flies come in our house. Yeah. In the kitchen. I hate it them, drives too. drives me nuts. But I just have more trust in them that they're not coming in. <laughs> I don't know where you get that trust from because they always come in. Yeah. So, but but the thing is, what bothers me is I love open doors and I go I know, out and I barbecue. Too. I would love to be able to leave it open. And maybe I'm once barbecuing we don't have a dog and coming anymore. in. So then I have to, I have a plate full of food because I do the barbecuing. No, no, I get it. And then I, I come I back wish and I, I have leave to it use open. my foot to open the door because you've now shut the uh-huh. door. Yeah. And then you leave. So now I'm. With the sizzling steaks with two hands, having to use my, my bare foot like, like a, uh, a lemur monkey, monkey. So, uh, to open the door. Mm-hmm. So there's my pet peeve again, is that you would do it that fast. You just couldn't give me a shot because it's a race to the flies. 
It is. It yeah. really is the race to the floor. So there's two for two. We, we both have the same polar opposite pet peeves. Do you mm-hmm. have any that I could help you with? Something that I could work on that would be better for you. Now, this is an honest podcast. That's what it's about. I'm- I can't think of any right now, but I'm sure there are it's tons. It's so funny that I can actually think of some. That's for what you. I'm saying. I think you you have more of a list in your mind than I do, and I it just for me it just happens. And I I talked about I talked about this with someone today indirectly. How I went my whole life living a certain way, responding to women a certain way, mm-hmm. and it was based. Absolutely, you know, it's the only you marry your mother, and I would find women that were judgy, you know, like my mom, and you know, just mean and you know, all that kind of stuff. And I talked to someone today is is you are the polar opposite, and it took me so long, and it's still there, by the way. When you were a little judgy with me last night, it's still there. You know, when we basically shut down the podcast. Mm-hmm based on the laundry folding or right. whatever, and you were moody, and I'm going, oh, geez, I'm not up for this. But it, it's, you are the opposite, and that's why I think, oh, I was talking to Cody about it, relationships and what we look for, he's single. Mm-hmm. And I said, what are you looking for? And I said, here's what I found, is I just, you know the mantra that I've always had. When I got divorced and things didn't work out, my former marriage, I said, I just want someone who sees me for who I truly am and not what they dictate me to be. Mm-hmm. And I want someone to see, I want to see that someone also for who they truly are and not what I want them to be. I want no changes. And that's, I think, would you, would you agree or do you have a different kind of scenario on, on what makes for a good marriage, what makes our marriage good, if, if it's good? Um, yeah, I think, you know, seeing somebody for who they are is a really, it's a good policy, you know. Um, but that sounded like you were almost talking about someone else. You know, a policy, you know, like, <laughs> I, like I have an insurance policy with Allstate. You know, this would be a good thing. It would be a good thing, but is it a good thing? And is it part of you? Is that... How you see our relationship? How do you see the relationship succeeding, and how do you see things that butt up against you that you have to go to your women's group and go talk about me? Because my paranoia. So. <laughs> I know you go to your women's group, and I just I, I do. Just, I swear, I almost like went and drag and like followed you. You don't think I'd recognize you? <laughs> 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 it was just it was a fantasy thought or or go to the window be like a bad sitcom you guys hear something outside when you're in your silence and your meditation and you hear me go <laughs> step on something what was that that was bigfoot so yeah what is your theory on the success of this relationship if you consider it a success share please well, I think what we have in common mm-hmm. is like a really important thing. And that's, that? that's, we have like, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to word it. I guess we have spirit first in, 
you know, that's like our number one thing is, is we now want... explain to people who grew up in America who think that means you were a cheerleader in high school. Oh, is that what, that what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, that's how in high school it's S-P-I-R-T. Okay, so what I mean by that... You know, no, spirit comes first. And what I mean by that, it's not like this, you know, religious entity, God type of thing, which some people call it God, and I'm pretty comfortable with that word, but... Um, it's not a religious God, um, but a higher power, or some people would call it the universe, nature. What do you call it? I, I, I interchangeably use those different terms. Yeah. Yeah. So that we have in common, too, is I use essence, light, mm-hmm. divineness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So divinity. whatever it is, and where does yours exist? Where does it exist? Yeah. Everywhere. Oh, yours is everywhere. Mine's inside of me. Well, I think that, that includes inside of me. It includes everywhere, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. To me, it starts there, and that's no ego either. I just think that it's basically tapping into that essence that's our true self, mm-hmm. our authentic self, as I said before. So if you saw my authentic self, which I believe you do most of the time, mm-hmm. Is it most of the time? All no, the time? not most of the time. You really don't. You you do. You still have the projection that I'm dad. Oh boy, I think that's a yeah. That's a, there's a whole topic right there. <laughs> I think you see your dad sometimes because I think you think that I'm either ordering you around or I'm controlling you, and you have a resistance, and it comes up. You do. <laughs> no, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be examining yourself on that you didn't even pause so you, you reversed it right back to yeah you are controlling this conversation so wait a minute so you're not even going to pause on that uh, that reflect? was a joke hmm? that was a joke with some truth in it so yeah. yeah I mean if you want to call it daddy issues and simplify it that way you could but I think sometimes you skirt your own responsibility on how you act by just calling it me having daddy issues. Is that really? Yeah. Do you believe that? I do, yeah. Right. I think it's both. You know, I, I think you were put in my life to trigger me about certain things so I can take a look at it and um, heal it. You know, because I'm actually pretty good at not getting triggered going through life. Yeah. And... I think had I gone through life with a lukewarm partner who's like always easygoing and never triggered me, I don't think I would have had the opportunity of growth like I do with you. So that's a good thing that I trigger you. That's how I'm spinning it. <laughs> spinning it? That sounds negative. It's a good thing. Now, um, so in the reverse of that, mm-hmm. whenever you're triggering me, so mm-hmm. the judgment... Mm-hmm. Right, because that's how we basically have the disagreement. Is now I'm in my space of oh oh, I have to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever talked to you about this. I still don't get the powerful mother stuff, like ever. You can't get there. What do you mean the powerful mother stuff? I don't get the powerful like the feeling of annihilation. Like you don't even possess that for me. Okay. And it took me a while though to believe that. Mm-hmm. That's why it, so that's why I'm more comfortable in my relationship with you than you are with me. Because mm. I still I think there's more powerful dad stuff on my end towards you than I don't see much of my mom at all. So my triggers are so light. They're cap pistols. 
you know it's interesting because i when i see you being triggered i see all of your your issues around the feminine right right so if i am yeah absolutely and the mind's a combination of uh, my my sister as well i mean it's, Mm -hmm. it's a pile on and uh but in general, though, when I look at you, and even if I feel judged, I don't feel like it's going to be a major attack. Well, you really don't have that in you anyway. Except no. when um, except when we found a rat in the house and we tried to kill it. Then <laughs> what happened there? Once in a while it comes what, out. What hap- I mean, uh, just what to hap- describe it to the people, okay. then I'm going to ask you what happened okay, emotionally. Yeah, yeah. The dog brought a rat into the house, mm-hmm. and I'm first to admit it, number one fear in life. Could have brought a snake in, could have brought a shark. A shark? <laughs> if the dog brought a shark into the house, and even if the shark then had you'll water, be my hero. you could swim, I'd be, ah, I get a hammer, and here you go, hammerhead. You know, I mean, whatever it is, I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of anything. I've been jumped out of planes, a freaking rat. I got issues. I got mm-hmm. issues on rats. Yeah. Brings the rat in and it's half alive. Right? Half dead. It was actually alive. pretty alive. Pretty alive. Because it was running around, remember? Well, a little bit. He was drunk. Like, he was drunk a lot. Right. Yeah. So a I little think dazed. She, dazed, I think she probably... But not completely like, injured. Yeah. So I've taught the two other boys, the older boys... I've taught them to be a wuss with rats as well. And I don't know if their phobia is as bad because they didn't run into big old... We had sewer rats when I was growing up. Uh-huh. I mean, I have rat stories. and Just the worst. And there was a movie, by the way. I never even talk about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the movie is? No, I don't. It's called Ben. Way back. Mm, I don't know. Way, way back. And I saw it when I was a kid. And oh my God, forget about it. So rats mess me up. And here's this rat. And then... We all, then we got the BB gun. We're up on chairs. I say we, not you. <laughs> the men in the house were all on chairs. Like, oh, oh, that's a rat. <laughs> Meanwhile, the dog, Zoe doesn't know what to do. We're all freaking out, except for you. You're calm. And I guess you go into, you know, Snow Whiteville. <laughs> I'm going to have the rats dancing around me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's take this rat back to nature is what you're thinking. Yeah. And I'm thinking kill it. Everyone else is thinking kill this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what happens to you? I won't I won't be too descriptive of how I've never seen you snap like this ever. Right. So, so I had a broom in my hand because I was gonna try to broom it into a box seal the box and take it to the hillside and let him go free. So you have the broom handle with the whisks of the broom trying to whisk him into the box. Which was my intention. Which right? I wanted the broom handle the other side to whack it, whack it. And, and kill it. Right. So go ahead. So you have that and yeah. you're trying to whisk it and we're off on chairs going, right. kill it. And then all of a sudden you guys pull out the BB gun and Justin takes it and he gets a gun in his hand and all of a sudden he's a man that never expressed this so that that is what bothered me it was the most cowardly thing to do like you had no courage you had no courage until you got a 
massive weapon in your hand. With, all right, let's, okay. <laughs> okay, BB gun. That. I was with you until that. <laughs> Folks, it wasn't an AK-47. <laughs> but that's why I got so it upset, a, because a, that's what it meant to me. It was literally a daisy rifle from, I, someone gave it to me from the 50s. <laughs> it shoots one BB at a time. You have to crank it, you know, click it. And it was a daisy rifle with a BB. BB. I was I was describing what it represented to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here he is. All of a sudden, Justin, who at the time was 16, is in the NRA. So he's <laughs> he's got this gun protecting his house, and you flipped out. Uh huh. So yeah. Tell us, take us through that. Um. Well, I saw red. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, put that thing down right now or I'll smack you or hit you with this. She, with this by the way, yeah. she, there was no laughing going on. No, like there was no laughing. She's giggling right now and she's not, we have to be a little quiet. The kids are asleep. You know, it's <laughs> nighttime here. We're in our den. And she lost it. We were in the dining room at the time. And all the kids, actually, you went above the rat for fear. We, you... You, oh, oh! You guys were all more afraid of me than the rat. I will never forget their faces. Mm. Everyone went because you're known as you know low key Mika, right. hippie Mika, meditating Mika, chanting Mika, vegan Mika. This I wasn't is, vegan back there. Whatever. This is what you're known for. <laughs> okay. okay. That's the other thing she does is I'll be telling a story, so I was just listing things, and it'll have nothing to do with the story. And, and this is in front of people. I'll be going. All right, you gotta hear this. So, we're on a mountain, and it should go. It was a hill. <laughs> Just to remind you, I am here with Mika Shoemaker, whose last name used to be Sagawa. By the way, when we got married, I try to be, I try to appeal to you. Yep. And make you happy by I took your name as my middle name. Mm-hmm. That was really sweet. It was sweet, but it was really uh, shallow. <laughs> because I have never used it. Not once. It was the gesture that counted. I did the gesture, but they, you know, a lot of people do gestures and they, they don't follow through. I never followed through with it. I, I wouldn't mean, expect you to use it. I mean, that doesn't make sense in, it sort of does in your public, you know, figure. Way. Well, not that. That's a zero on that. It's just, it's too confusing because, uh, first of all, I don't use my middle name anyway. Right. And I just found out. Uh, I just found out something about my middle name. I, my whole life, I always I was teased for the middle name because of this commercial mm-hmm. for Mr. Bubble, right? Okay. And so, what happens in the commercial? They go, Albert, bath time. <laughs> so <when I> was, <laughs> see, I'm ripping myself, and that you laugh at. You, you, look how you're fully engaged now. <laughs> Albert, bath time! And that was the, they did this stupid commercial for Mr. Bubble. Uh-huh. Someone, so my whole life, literally, stopped using my middle name. I won't even use the middle initial. It's right. just Craig Shoemaker. Right. No Albert. As a matter of fact, I can't even believe I'm saying it now with my middle name. Is. Yeah. Most I would tell people is Al, because I kind of like the name Al. Okay. Al's kind of casual, fun. Hey, Al. But Albert sounds like that commercial and the kids in fourth grade or whatever made fun of me. Then someone sent me this. They send me these clips all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was that commercial. No, really? She doesn't say Albert. <gasps> You're kidding. Yeah. Not even close. I forget. Really? 
Yeah. Not even close. Not I, even you, like you a never, Hubert you, or anything. You weren't, you weren't with me when I had this discovery. No. I'm going, she's not saying out. No. I, should, I should Google it right now. Okay. There, let's turn this up. Hubert, bath time. Grandma has a surprise for you. Hubert. <laughs> Is it a rocket? Well, you can't see it. Not until you get in the bathtub. It's a hole. It is not. It's Mr. Bubble, and he'll get you so clean your mother won't know you. Where is he, the little rascal? Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. What are you doing? So she, she opens up. She opens up by saying what I thought was out with Harry. Hubert, bath time. Yeah. Sounds like Gilbert. She says Hubert. Oh, Hubert. She says Hubert. Not Gilbert. Whatever she said, I thought it was Hubert. I'm not going to argue over that because I don't have any issues with my middle name being Hubert or Gilbert or whatever the hell it was. I thought it was Albert. So they would, now they must have twisted it. You know, that's how kids twist things. Right. So they said, all that time, I held on to that. Never said my middle name. Plus, it's my dad's name. Not that big of a fan. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know non-fan I don't know whatever he is he is <laughs> you know now speaking of fans of our parents um, which parent influenced you the most I'd say my mom and how did she do that well she was you know she's a stay-at-home mom she was there a lot she gave me like a lot of um, because I'm the first one in the family first child in the family she had a lot of time with me when I was super young Mm-hmm. And so I think she gave me a really, you know, independent mindset, which is not typical Japanese. Your mom gave you an independent mindset, even mm-hmm. though she wasn't living independently. She was raising a number of children. She's in Japan, which is, well, that, that is an independent Yeah, what do you mean she wasn't independent? <laughs> yeah. But I'm she made more money she... than my dad did initially when they were first going is, out. Now, this is the first I've ever heard that. Mm-hmm. How did she make her money? Teaching English. Teaching English, he was making more than he did, so mm-hmm. he developed his business. I mean, he's a very successful businessman today. Yeah. But he started with nothing. Well, it's not that he started with nothing. It's not that he started with nothing. I thought he inherited the company. He did. It was my grandpa's company. So, But when you, when you work in a company in Japan, typically they want you to start at the bottom. So he started, like, cleaning toilets kind of thing? Not exactly that, but, you know, the, the next... Level off from being cleaning toilets. Your mom is a teacher, so they pay teachers well in Japan? Uh, private. So, not a public school. Oh, I see. Or, you know. But do they pay the public school teachers better than they do here? Are they treated better with the I educational system? I think so. Like? You know, I really don't... Better educational system, right? It depends on what you mean by better. If you mean more academic, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, but you... You don't think that they're good schools because they're not well-rounded with the social and so on? Is that what you're saying? Um, I don't know if you mean social as in, like, social life or... Isn't it amazing we've been married all this time and the last last minute you've asked me three times, I don't know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Either that or I'm a bad interviewer. (laughs) Maybe at, you know, 10.30 at night, maybe not the best. Is it really 10.30? Probably is. Oh my God, it must mean our time is up here. I mean, have we been doing this for an hour? And Well, we didn't start on the dot at 9.30. Oh, we didn't. Okay. Yeah, so folks, we're giving you the time. Oh, it's later than what we thought. It's It's 10.58. Oh, geez. 
Well, I don't know what we talked about today, uh, but this what I could do this podcast again with you. As a matter of fact, it's probably so bad I might have to do it again. <laughs> 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 I've already picked up how tired we both are, but uh, it was relaxing, a different kind of thing, and it is interesting to do these kind of podcasts. Mm-hmm. I did one with Ryan O'Quinn in the car. Yeah. You know, I did one with Cody at work. Uh huh. And now I did one with you in our, what do you call this, a den, the TV room. It's our bum room. I, mm-hmm. I just love the bum in here, and I fall asleep in front of the television. And folks, the reason I have to do that is because Mika won't allow a TV in our bedroom. And I've had friends that say, you tell her. So, But you would never marry me if I was that type. Nope. There's my stomach again. You would never, You would never marry a guy. Now, that would be like your dad. Is that right? The ordering, it's going to be my way. That when you say that, I, I, I guess maybe. What do you mean you guess? Why is this? Why are these not direct? I think you'd fire it out, like, you know. Or are you still processing this? I, I can tell you. I can answer for you. Yeah, he said. He says the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, don't be passive with that answer. There's no passive answer. He is either that or he's not. He is very much... Well, I don't want to give out the wrong impression that he's some, you know, asshole tyrant. Did I say that asshole tyrant? No, but it's, it's somewhat implied when you're like, yeah, you should tell her it's the way, that's the way it is. You know, that's Well, not... you don't think that he's a that's the way it is kind of guy. It's not an accurate His description. Rules. It's what he believes oh. is best for people. Yeah, so it's not his rules so as in, this is what okay, I want. This is the, now we get a good, juicy argument. That's what every ruler says. They all believe that, and so do their followers. Oh, so I love how you are, like, you know, criticizing my dad right now. Is that what It bothers me, yeah. That's, oh, here we go. Oh, my God. Because you're saying that he's just like every other ruler. No, I said, I said that. But what I meant was, this is what happens is we go into, we soften it. I'm not saying, I never said the word tyrant. So you put that word in my mouth. No, no, I'm saying that that's how, no, I didn't say you said it. I'm saying that's the impression that some people might get. Why would they get that impression when I said he's in charge? That's what I'm trying to say. He's well, it intro- started with a comment about, you know, you should I tell know. her how it is, like let put a TV in the bedroom kind of a thing. Well, yeah. Well, you do. You did tell me that. And oh, yeah, and the men say Yeah, the men saying that I'm the voice American was American men, yeah, but also this he's a Japanese man and he is the patriarch. Would you not say that he's in the patriarch of your family? Oh, yeah. And he's the patriarch with his now new wife. Mm-hmm. Right, and wouldn't you say didn't he, she had a great job as a sportscaster? Mm-hmm. Now, why did she not continue doing sportscasting? Would you say? Be honest, Mika. Um, I don't think it'd be fair for me to say because I don't really know, but I do know that she was getting kind of burnt out. Okay, she was ready for you retirement. You don't think it had to do anything with like this is what he wanted. Um, it's possible. Okay. I think he wanted it, and I think she wanted it. Yeah, okay. Well, I think there needs to be some element of that anyway. And you have to say, you know, I'm just saying that this is the norm, or has been the norm in Japan. When a woman marries, 
she quits her job. That's what I'm saying. That's part of what I'm, that's, you're making my point. It's patriarchal. The yeah, dude, but the that's, dudes that's are a, saying how that's a it goes. Culture that's, versus no, it's not. who my dad is. You don't have to be part of the culture. You you can absolutely go. You know, I'm going to be a woman. Like, even though I'm a dude, I got penis. I'm going to be going to be a woman. That's not part of the culture. And or I'm going to be subservient. I'm going to be a subservient man. Well, what you're trying to what woman. you're trying to do is um, use an American measuring stick on something that's happening in Japan. So. But they're very similar measuring sticks. What I'm saying in all societies is the dudes are in charge, right? And mm-hmm. we're having a shift right now. Mm-hmm. And I believe, if we can come to some conclusion here, <laughs> well, by the way, this could be the never-ending podcast because we can never find a button and end that we can agree on, even when it ends. We, we won't come up with <laughs> Okay. So, in all societies, would you not agree that it's basically a man's decision on what takes place in the system of, of living? In all societies? I think so. Come up with a female society. I, I'll move there. I like, oh, you mean I like the feminine find a, better. Find an actual matriarchal society yes. in the, Is there one? On really the face of the question. earth? I believe there are a few tribes that... Are still operating under that, but you know I couldn't tell you where. I think I've heard of them. I'll Google it after this. I already Googled Albert that time. <laughs> that would be a different Google search. So, is there a matriarchal society? I think we are shifting into more of one, but it's going to be centuries until that. Even if it could happen, I'm not sure it could happen. So what I was saying is, and you heard it as some big giant assessment of your dad, it sounded like it was tyrant and nasty. It's just the way it is. And what I'm saying is, if I'm in your position, I'm being empathic. Mm-hmm. To be a female in that situation, there's got to be the constant pausing of saying, this doesn't feel so good to be bossed around. This doesn't feel so good that for someone else to be in charge. This doesn't feel so good that I'm empowering someone. This doesn't resonate with me. So I would imagine that could be a part of you that is the resistant of which I'm thinking innocently. You know, hey, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not going to have dinner tonight with you or whatever. I, can't, I couldn't come up with an example. It's too late. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, so you might make something out of, like just now I was, you thought I was ribbing you. And I probably was ribbing you, but it was probably more of a bigger deal as you're making that shift into, this is a dude ribbing me. Do you think that a woman doing that, you would have the same feelings? Be honest. When a woman ribs, it is usually very, very small as as well my experience is that it has been like just a one-liner or just one thing and then women usually check in with each other to see if that was okay really yeah i've never had cerami or my buddies going no never hey uh after i just said you Mm -mm. smell bo plenty no how do you feel about that no, they'll increase it. They'll say it more and more and more. Right, right. I still have nicknames from when I was a kid. B.O. Plenty. I mean, because I, I had B.O. at one time. Yeah, and it, it and comes it, up organically as part of the conversation, the ribbing part, but it's not like how it is with you where it's like a basic format for I, conversations. I've never thought about this. It must not be as pleasurable to be a woman. 
Because first of all, I you're in this confusion that... state because you're in this male world, mm-hmm. male-dominated patriarchal world, so you're fighting that because your instincts are, I don't want that, I don't want to be controlled. You don't want to empower a man, you want a higher power to run you. But then you've also got that part of, you know, I don't want to be ribbed, but that takes, I said this before, I think that takes a whole other element of laughter out. No, Craig, so my goal... Ribbing is a bonding, as you know, for me. For you it is. Right. For men, a lot of men it is. Okay. So that's the patriarchal world. The thing is, though, I know that you bond that way with Justin, but I see the other side of it. Mm -hmm. It's not 100%. What do you mean 100? Nothing's ever 100%. What in that world is 100%? I mean, you know what that means. Well, there's I'm just saying there's always an element of, you know, it's a sometimes a little bit of hostility. There's, you that, know. The, the Shakespeare said that is said in jest. There is truth. Right. So there is truth behind it many times. Mm-hmm. But is that truth hurtful? Is it meant to hurt? And, and by the way, a lot of it is self-deprecating. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it's 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 almost a bond. I mean, I'm just talking this out for the first time. It's almost a bond of self-deprecation. It's an admission that we're both like this. That's the intrinsic aspect. No, but you did Underlies the entire thing is if I rib you, I'm ribbing myself. We're one and the same. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I don't get that at all. Well, because truth, the only thing is, it's comedy is truth. So it's the truth that exists within you that you're reflecting back on the person. It's not like, so if I say, if I make fun of you for uh, shutting the, the, the door, that's the version of me opening the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, they're the same thing. So whatever we're ribbing one another about, something to do with control. Well, I have control over, you know, I try my control over people. And I'm reflecting it on to you. It's like teasing myself, if you look at it that way. Maybe you can. Maybe if you're not looking at your dad right now, you can open up to this theory. No, I'll keep that in mind because I never thought of it that way. I, I, I had no idea that went right ad-lib. over my head. That was a good ad lib. No, but it went over your head? No, like up till now, that, that, that there's that element of when I'm ribbing you, I'm actually ribbing that part of myself. That, no, I never got that. Well, we're hoping that this podcast is self-discovery. And I just discovered that, you know, I just worded that that way for the first time, but it felt very organic to do so. Almost mm-hmm. like a speech. I mean, it was it came out of me because I'm going, yes, that's exactly how I feel. If I'm ribbing you, I'm not going, oh, I'm going to take her down. I had a guy on that's Facebook. That's what it feels like, though. I had a guy on Facebook the other day. He's there. You know, you were, you want to make people look like an idiot, and you're using fancy words, and you know, you're trying to make me look stupid. I wanted to say back to him, and I resisted. Well, you're making yourself look stupid <laughs> by even saying big words. All right. And he was saying these, he was saying like ridiculous things, and he couldn't understand that other people were saying it as well because what you're basically letting us know is education's not important. And either is like love of women. Either, I mean, this guy was really bad news. Mm-hmm. What was my point? The point is <laughs> so so something about the ribbing and so the ribbing though is nothing but an expression of truth of saying I see you and you see me and you're basically wink winking that I'm not. Oh, anyway, he accused me of feeling like I. He told me what my intentions were. That happens a lot in politics, drives me crazy. Here's what they're up to. 
You don't know what I'm up to. I'm never up to, I'm going to take you down. What I'm doing is, or, or that I, George Soros, he was telling me, he was, I don't even know who George Soros is, or you watch liberal media. I don't want, you know, I mean, he's telling me what my intent is and how my methods are trying to take him down. No, I'm trying to relate to people. Mm-hmm. That's the idea of comedy is we're trying to relate to you because we are in this together, not separate. Do you understand so, that? Yeah, and I think that's great. And I'm wondering if there's like, you know, comedy 2.0 or 3.0 or something where... And you're 1.0 right now? What? No, I think I... <laughs> no, like a version, a, you know, a version up. Now, you now know, let me upgrade. just tell you something. You comedy ribbed me, upgrade. You ribbed me with one word. You, you just, you had this face, you went, what? Now, I could regard that as... What and then fill in the words. You're an idiot. You're stupid. Where'd you come up with that? You understand? That's the that's the perspective we have. Is if you're on the defense, I could have made it into that because you really did make a face. You should have seen your face. Well, you gave a face like you are a stooge. So there it was. It just depends on your level of sensitivity, what you're looking for, what you're searching for, what your past has given you, is how you accept something. So I'm letting you know, and I'm letting everybody who's listening know, if somebody ribs you, you will know if they're doing it to try to have an upper hand. You will know it instinctually. You'll know it if they're trying to be mean because they can't get in touch with themselves and they're trying to annihilate you because they're insecure. Yeah, there are those people, absolutely. But we talked about the reason we're attracted to one another is you see me for who I truly am, and I want you to know, Mika, that my true self loves you immensely and I'm reflecting back just that we are the same and we are on equal ground and there's none, no ribbing to take you down. That's my assurance and my promise to you. I hear you, baby. You do? Yeah. I know you heard me because you said baby. The way you <laughs> say baby. You don't say it really with a lot of diction, but you. But I can tell that it's a, it's it's meant to be a good affirmation. Yeah. All right. With that, we'll close. That was our pod. How did how did the podcast go for you? Good. I've been trying to tell you one thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you want help with? No. I. There what do you mean, just, no. There's this one thing. No. There's this one idiot. No. Okay. Can you stop moron? interrupting me? Okay, That's okay. what that no is. Okay. Because <laughs> you no, interrupted me like five times. It was like times. you're a moron and you're interrupting moron. Okay. <laughs> no. You're interrupting moron. Okay. I heard it as that. And I bet you other people can tell, say the same thing. Okay. Never okay, mind. What, it's Mika? not that important. No. Tell me. It is very important. What I'm trying to tell you with this whole ribbing thing is that there are different stages that I'm walking through and the goal is for me to be the laughing Buddha where none of it actually does hurt. I'm just saying in that process, I have to let go of that stage when I pretended that it didn't hurt when in fact it was hitting something underneath and creating disconnection and hostility and I don't know if you've noticed, I've been treating you kind of cold-shouldered for the last week because of that. Now, I'm more open and honest about my feelings about it, so I don't have to do the cold-shoulder anymore. Oh, jeez. I better stop this. I might get laid now. 
when she shares feelings, that's when it happens. Oh my gosh. It's never based on you here, baby. Oh, jeez. No, 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 not no, the love. I master. said it as a joke. I, I said it as a joke. I'm not even ribbing it. I don't even want to hear I've that. Ne- that I would never do the love master to try to get you uh, horny, Randy. I went, n- nothing. But now I found out why I got the culture. I I'm know just, what. I'm just on I, that process I, of getting to the laughing Buddha where we can rib each other without any hooks in it that makes me feel defensive. There's and no then hooks it's going to be there's fun. There's no hooks for me. Good for you. What? It does for me. Okay. That's all that I'm trying of to say. Is cold shoulder. You understand? Mm-hmm. Your version of ribbing is cold shoulder, but the, what sucks about no, that is no, no, no laughs with of, the cold shoulder. My, there's no, there's no, no laughs no, no, whatsoever. No, no. My, that's not you're my cold, ribbing. Not that's your, my that's version your, of aggression. That's your version. That's of, my, which is my version of ribbing is my aggression, right? I don't know. You just told me that it's it's not that it's recognizing some truth yeah. in you yeah, that it, I'm ribbing on myself my, now. Oh, now the truth comes out. I'm ribbing aggressive is aggressive. towards myself. I'm aggressive. To, what are you talking about? I'm aggressive towards myself. I'm constantly aggressively make, being self-defecating. Uh. I shit on myself all the time. Right, this has been a real pleasure. All right, folks. So now we're episode, done. Now I'm done. Next you episode, can, I'm going to tell you what show. she did after the show. How she treated me. Was it cold shoulder? Or was it hot? <laughs> Nothing. There's no way she's tired, believe me. That, that, anyway, but that's a whole other episode. Hey, uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. This with my wife, Amika Shoemaker. Do you have any uh, websites or anything you want to plug? I have to ask that of all the guests. You do? Well, you, you, what are you on go, Instagram? Go. I don't even know if I follow you. <laughs> Mika Shoemaker. Me? Oh, my personal. I oh, follow you. That's on Instagram, what you mean? Right? I think you do. Yeah. I, I'm hardly on Instagram anymore. Where, what are you on now? Nothing. I don't, don't like do social media. Oh, geez. Yeah. All right. Yeah, she's. You know what? You can look her up. Go to where you're. You might find her. <laughs> That's more my speed. She, yeah, we were in a tent doing a sound bath. We'll get that at another. We have so many things to talk about. Well, I'll be back. Oh, thank you. you. I'm so flattered. You're a good guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to have you back on the show. Mm-hmm. Talk to my producer <laughs> and, and discuss some topics that we're going to cover next time. This has been the Craig Shoemaker Show. Can I help you? And uh, we hope we help you in some way. It might be a relationship, whatever it is. And uh, tune in to the next one. Laughterheals.org. Go give it a visit. Check it out. See how you can support it. It's a nonprofit organization which offers grins, giggles, and guffaws, raises the awareness of the healing powers of laughter, working in aftercare facilities, hospitals, wound warriors, cancer patients, rehabs. Well, just about everybody needs laughter. We're here to spread it around. It is the best medicine, so just open up and say ha ha. This episode was brought to you by laughterheals.org. How was that for my announcery, advertising, promotion voice? Laughterheals.org. Thank you.